0: We'll run down there, John.
1: Ernest, I still have
0: time. He's almost up. Who's gonna know the difference? You
1: sure this is what you want to do? 40 million, it's a lot of money. Not if you can't spend it. <laughs>
0: We're locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co host contributor at Mavs.com. The Mavs are back, boy. One more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Let's Harris? Go! The Mavs are back, baby. Also, I should tell you that I played the Bobon intro before this, as requested really? by the
2: hotties on Hot Mike. Oh, my gosh. Well, my son probably just woke back up. He, I had like I sent him to bed during the game, which is super cold. Uh, so literally, he's just been standing in his crib. Ball, ball, ball. ball. But you know what? You got to go to bed, kid, because
0: the Mavs just won. Let's and the Mavs go. Are, the Mavs are back. That's the that's the Mavs are back. The Mavs are absolutely back, and on today's show, we'll be breaking down the Mavericks game, obviously, the scrim I guess we should just keep calling it a scrimmage, because if we keep calling it a game, we'll think it means something, <laughs> but very, very Mavs true. beat the Lakers 108-104, to 104. we'll talk all about it, we'll hear from Carlisle, probably Seth, and then definitely Luca as well, we heard from him after the game, so we'll hear some comments from all of those guys, Isaac, let's get into it right away, what was your biggest takeaway from this scrimmage against the Lakers? luca has been laying out. I mean, Luca is little bronze. Little bronze going. (laughs) I mean, LeBron's gray beard. Yeah, that was was a big thing. So I did. I was live on Hot Mic, and a bunch of people were saying LeBron got some gray in his beard. I like it though. Here's my theory. Here's my theory. Ready? Uh, It plays into the narrative. Ready? Here's the theory. He grew the beard out and is allowing the salt and pepper, the the actual gray in the beard, so that he looks older because MVP Mm. voters will be like, man, this is like an old man out there doing this. We should give him even more credit for being older and having the numbers that he no. did this year. <laughs> That's the theory. If he, if he gets anywhere close, it's
2: blasphemy. But the the main takeaway from this, I mean, yeah, I mean, Luca looked great and whatever. But Seth Curry, I mean, let's go. Sto- story of the game: the dude starts off the game and hits, you know, two two straight threes for him. In the first
0: what I mean two minutes of the game I think well they Something started like out that. the maps started out an eleven to four run basically to start the game and it was two threes from Curry and it was uh that that really high arcing shot from Porzingis over Anthony yeah. Davis which is like that's what you want from Porzingis right that's the exact kind of shot over Anthony Davis and then the Luka step back three like that's how they started the game it's like the perfect way to start the game oh yeah I mean I
2: was just I was so hyped watching the start of the game and I mean even. I mean, Seth finished the game. A lot of minute stuff with this as far as... One, we should just say, like you can't take a ton away from this game. uh, Win, loss, any of that. Not a lot of defense. No, not a lot of defense. I mean... K.P., Luka, LeBron, A.D. all hovered around 15 to 16 minutes. Uh, that was the plan for Luka, it looked like, because Rick said that you know he was right at his minute limit with that, yeah. so they were shooting for that 15 to 16 minutes. And but...
0: before the game, Vogel said that LeBron and A.D. weren't going to play in the second half anyway, so that was never going to be on the table.
2: Yeah, so I mean that. I mean, with them playing that, and even rotation wise, I mean, when uh, you know Rick took the starters out, and he just took all five of them out, and you know brought in a whole new five, and that's normally not how the rotation's gonna roll with Dallas. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Seth Curry, he finished the game, eight for eight from the field, six of six from the three point line, go. Uh, leading score twenty three points on the night.
0: Yeah, he was incredible tonight. Absolutely. Uh, Seth Curry should get as much praise as Duncan Robinson did the other night when he went like 4 of 7 from th- from 3 or whatever, 5 of 7 <laughs> he should get just as much praise, but he's not going to because he's the better Curry, so I mean, he, ar- he already has all the accolades he wants. I uh, will say I, li- I
2: retweeted what their sister uh, tweeted out tonight, Sidell um, the Curry sister, and she tweeted out and said, it was like asterisk, 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 it- Seth Curry is shooting like Seth Curry because so many times yeah. we say and people say and tweet out he's shooting like his brother, he's shooting like Steph. And I just love that she tweeted that. And it's a reminder. I mean, I fall into that trap too. Sometimes I'm like, oh dang, he's shooting like you know he's shooting like Steph, shooting like his brother. It's like, no, like he's on these all time three point percentage lists for a reason. I mean, he he is literally one of the best three point shooters of all time. If you look at percentage stuff, it, it's crazy. It's, and he's a really good basketball player.
0: Absolutely. And he's he's definitely earned enough that he, he should be his own player, right? He should be be considered his own player, basically. Uh, so coming out the gate, we had a starting lineup. Normal starting lineup. Did They didn't go big or anything. I thought maybe they'd go maxi next to Porzingis, but they just went with Luka, Curry, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian, and Porzingis as a starting five. The Lakers were without Avery Bradley, obviously. They also were without Caruso at the last-minute um, scratch, and then Rondo was out as well. They started LeBron, Anthony Davis, JaVale, Javale. Catavius Caldwell Pope and Danny Green. That's probably going to be their starting lineup for a while, too. Um, But I thought that the Lakers did, 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 uh, I thought the Mavericks did pretty well uh, against them offensively. Defensively, though, man, everything the Lakers were doing was pretty much succeeding, I thought. Uh, The Lakers, what were they at halftime? They were at like 55 points. And remember, these are 10 minute quarters. (laughs) So that's four extra minutes that they would have played in the half. It would have been probably close to 70 something points if it was 12 minute quarters. Uh, and I, mean, I thought both teams
2: defense you know, I mean they both scored over a hundred points in a ten minutes. In forty minutes, game, yeah. So yeah. So I mean I, I thought which is expected. I mean it's it's their first scrimmage, their first game action of something like this. So yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's a scrimmage and it doesn't you know, the, the result doesn't necessarily mean anything. Guys are just getting out there to actually play against another team. That was kind of the big talk from the Mavericks side. But uh yeah, the the Mavericks defense, I thought that Porzingis looked a little rusty. We can talk about that a little bit. Uh, he only went one from three from, from three, he was three of six from the floor hit that one free throw on the and one in on the alley-oop, which was a great play the Luka to Porzingis connection I thought was awesome, that was in the first quarter as well uh, but Curry yeah, the, that, that, that was the main point of the, that was the main story of the game and Boban, the, we'll get to him the Luca, <laughs> oh yeah the Luka pass in the third quarter with about
2: six and a half minutes yes. to go the drive in the paint the spin, the jump Kind of no look pass to the corner. I mean, I like audibly like gasped when he <laughs> made this play, and I mean pinpoint pass. Jared Dudley didn't know who to guard on that, and this he this was just is trying to be good, Jared Dudley was just trying to be a good teammate, Isaac. Like, like he is the the greatest teammate. When <laughs> that's the gravity stuff. When you have these shooters and guys, I, I mean, I tweeted out the video. You can find the video anywhere. But Luka gets into the paint, and when you have four shooters there. This is what happens because you have KP out on the wing, you have Seth over in the corner, and it the defenders draw into Luca getting into the paint. Then Jared Dudley's left to having to pick between KP or Seth. He picks KP because KP's probably shorter distance. Bam, he hits Seth. Pinpoint accuracy drains it. I mean, it's just it was that that play sums up the whole night for me. I I could just see that play, and I don't even need to see the rest of the
0: game because Mavs are back after that play. Absolutely. Mavs are back. All right, coming up, let's get into some more from the game. We have so much to talk about. We have Boban we haven't even got to yet. He had 17 points and 13 boards, two assists. We get two blocks. We can talk about him. Uh, I thought Antonius Cleveland had a couple of good minutes there. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff we can get into. We'll hear from Carlisle, Luca, and probably Seth coming up. All right, Isaac. Let's get into some more of this game. So uh, we mentioned at halftime, the Lakers. I think it was forty-five to fifty-five, something like that. Uh, Forty-four to fifty-five. So uh, Lakers had a, a lead there. The Mavericks were able to come back in the third quarter. They went. Th- <laughs> they outscored them thirty-three to nineteen. But the Lakers didn't play AD and LeBron, so it's kind of you know it's like it's like we said earlier. You can't really take a ton away from this game because all the all the teams aren't playing that many starters. I think it was interesting that we should mention again. For the Mavericks. They played their starters and then did a whole line change and went with yeah. a lineup of Berea, DeLon Wright, Justin Jackson, Maxi, and Bobon. We're not going to see that lineup a whole lot, I don't think. No. We might see it in the seeding games, but definitely not in the playoffs. I don't think we'll see that whole lineup play. And the Lakers left their starters in against that True. second unit. So, they
2: uh, obviously, they torched that second unit. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I even got a couple of tweets from me. It was like, oh, our second unit, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, it's not going to. Yeah, they're like, playing against LeBron I mean, and AD. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to. It's not. They're playing not against
0: the MVP and then, you know, first team All-NBA center.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's crazy how much talent the Lakers have. Two top five players in the league, top
0: six players in the league. There's no excuse for them, right? <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, I thought that it was in, we we should note that. I think Car- the reason why Carlisle did that though with the whole line change is to give those the the starting lineup as much time as possible. Like they were going to play all together the whole time to give that lineup yeah. as much time together to not waste anyone's minutes because he was going to put them on a minutes limit. And Carlisle said after the game that Luca basically hit his minutes limit. And we should mention with Luca, it, it'll come up in some of the the media stuff later, but Luca looked like he was maybe limping. Going back into the locker room. He went back in the locker room after he went out. He was also like shaking his wrist after he had that monstrous dunk. Uh, He said he was totally fine and there was nothing. I mean, this happens every single game with Luca. There's something where it looks like he's limping, but he's really just like laxadazely walking. (laughs) You know, it's not really limping. He's just kind of lumbering. And he went to the locker room to stretch. There was nothing really there. Carlisle said it, Luca said it.
2: Uh, and this is where Brad Brad Townsend comes into play for really everybody because yeah. he's basically the only like Mavs like beat reporter down there. Yeah. And if Brad wasn't down there, we wouldn't have known that you know, that Luca went to the locker room for the most part. If How you watched the, the, the Mavs broadcast, you would have known it. They showed it on the Mavs broadcast. Okay, never mind. Uh, but even like the the bench setup, I mean, by now I'm assuming a lot of you guys listening to this have watched at least a scrimmage and seeing the bench spaced out. It's it's weird looking at you know at the beginning. Yeah, you see the coaches, coaches and players are like spaced out every other chair, but like three rows. And uh, even at one time, Brad had this fascinating tweet of saying that Luca and like the coaches for the Mavericks were hollering at like the Lakers coach assistant coaches were hollering at the you know Mavericks coaches. And it's like this back and forth. Something like that would never happen with fans, you know, in the stands because they <laughs> couldn't hear each other. But, you know, the, the fact that words, whether it was tense or not, we don't know, but words are being exchanged between the coaching staffs. That's like crazy. That's like a supply. It's like, man,
0: dang, that's cool. Like, I didn't know that could happen. You all know? right, who do you got? Jason Kidd versus Jamal Mosley. Who do you got? Oh, Mosley all day,
2: every day. Jenny Moseley, like trains. Mosley legit trains like UFC stuff.
0: Uh, all day. Sham God versus uh, Sham God versus Lionel Hollins. Is he there? <laughs> no, I don't think so i'm trying to think of other lakers uh the only ones i can think of are lionel Hollins, jason kidd vogel versus carlisle i'm going with carlisle i mean oh yeah 100 in a fight <laughs> at least yeah
2: i think i would take a maps training or a coaching staff over a lot of coaching staffs.
0: in a fight or just coaching both <laughs> both both <laughs> we'll take both both is good uh okay Do we want to hear from Carlisle on uh, Seth Curry? I think that's the first thing we want to hear about is on on Seth's game. So, like we said, Seth, 23 points. (laughs) The the ultimate shooter's night, right? Eight of eight from the floor. One of one from free throw line. Six of six from three. He had five fouls, so he's a little limited. One rebound, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. (laughs) Uh, Three turnovers. No, uh, one turnover for him. But, uh, yeah, that that was his line. Ultimate shooter's line for for Seth Curry let's hear Rick Carlisle on how Seth Curry did in this game
1: well he's one of the guys that really was very conscientious during the hiatus Um, he was working out at home on a very consistent basis he was riding the riding the bike and uh, lifting and doing those kinds of things and when the individual work started he was uh very serious about that and I don't know I don't think he missed a workout um and so, you know, when you, when you build that kind of a base, you know, you've got a real chance to, to get something going. And so, you know, as the season came to a hiatus point, um, you know, he was just getting in his groove. So uh, it's not an accident that, you know, he's shooting the ball as well as he is. I mean, he works at it, um, but more importantly, he's worked at the base of his conditioning and, and everything else leading up to this point.
0: So he's worked on it. He's worked on it over the summer. Carlisle said he's really been super conscientious about working out and all that stuff. Uh, thought that that was great and inc- incredible uh, for Seth Curry. However, <laughs> Seth Curry may have said some- something just a little different, and I think let's hear from Seth Curry about uh, his work over the summer. Let's hear from him directly about his work, and then we'll talk about maybe there's a little discrepancy in between the two. Um, uh, at the least movie. like a month and a half, two months. I was really locked in the house. My wife had to shut down. Nobody could be in and out. Uh, not leaving for nothing, not essential. So, uh, at least a month and a half, two months of not going to a gym. I shot a few times on the outdoor court just to touch the ball and to get some light work in. But, uh, really, by far, the farthest longest I've ever been in my life. So you obviously heard super noisy in there. The audio, the audio is not going to be clean. Yeah. I think that we're going to deal with this the rest of this time. But uh, Carlisle said he was very meticulous, that Seth was very meticulous about working, working out during, during this. And then Seth said he didn't touch a ball for maybe two months. Isaac, who's telling the truth? Well, I, yeah, I, I thought they were uh, kind of
2: <laughs> at first, but then you pointed out that Rick was talking more about him working out and stuff. Oh, I wasn't calling Seth you was, out. I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Seth was uh, talking some entry, about more guys, shooting. Radio
0: drama, Isaac, come on.
2: <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I think it's fascinating to hear somebody like that, one of the best shooters in the NBA, uh, not pick up a basketball for two and a half years. You know, or what, two months, he said, uh, even like, I even think about like Dirk right now. And <laughs> Dirk saying that, you know, he went, you know, whatever that first interview he he did after retiring and stuff, and it had been like, I don't know how long it had been since he retired. And he said he hadn't picked up a basketball since. And you hear some of these, you know, stories of guys retiring, they're like, yeah, I'm just not gonna touch it for a while. And, but I guarantee you, like, I would still put my money on Dirk if he hadn't touched a basketball in six months and he goes and enters a three-point shootout it's gonna be hard for me not to pick Dirk even though he hadn't touched a basketball and it's just a testament to like some of these guys just have this natural feel and they've just worked on the shot for so long and for so many years that they can take a two-month break like I know if I like if I don't touch a basketball in like a month I, I go and pick it up I'm like whoa like I gotta try to get, get back in the groove a little bit but Seth man I mean he. It's like he just lives in the groove with six or six from the three tonight.
0: Amazing. Amazing. And his driving game was going pretty well. He had a couple of pretty good drives, I thought. One of them was around Dwight or JaVale, and he really had the outstretched arm and kind of wasn't really a scoop shot, but it was like a running hook like over, yeah. over Dwight or JaVale. I couldn't remember which center, but I thought that was a really good shot as well. Um, okay, we can't have gone this far into the podcast without mentioning Bobon. Bobon. Justin Jackson. Bobon. Uh, no. Bobon. Boban. Boban. seventeen points, thirteen boards, two assists, a steal, two blocks. One of them on Dwight Howard that was nasty. Uh, a, yes, another was block awesome. that should have been um, on Dwight Howard. Maybe that was the same one I'm thinking of, but it was a jump ball. I don't know if that gets. I don't think that gets counted as a block. No. But Bobon, incredible game. We obviously we did the intro for Bobon. I thought he looked great. This is an exact matchup he works in, right? I thought he was killing Dwight Howard on the block. Just absolutely made him look silly. I mean. You have to remember, Dwight Howard is listed at like 6'11", 6'10", but Dwight Howard's like 6'9", right? I mean, Dwight Howard is not a 7-footer. So, Beaubon standing next to him, that's a big difference. And Beaubon is able to kind of get his way around. He had one of – Beaubon has these – Bobon's really go-to move is that one-handed hold onto the ball and that little, like, hook or little floater, baby floater kind of thing. He had one on, like, the left – elbow right out on the free throw line that he just did from there I mean it looked like he was yeah. shooting it into a pop a shot from out there I thought Bobon was great um, Carlisle was actually asked about this so we'll talk about this in a second if Bobon is going to have a, a bigger role but what did you think about Bobon tonight oh, I
2: freaking love Bobon. absolutely he, he holds a basketball like I hold a dodgeball <laughs> and his little shots he has nice touch I mean for seven, 7 foot 4 I mean the dude has like a little hook shot little you know little fake uh, spin move a little bit Uh, I think on that uh, mid-range shot, that's when I I tweeted out. I said, "Boban's mid-range is better than Rip Hamilton's uh, mid-range." He just no. I mean, obviously, there's times where he gets beat defensively. Uh, You know, Dwight had a uh, had a lob from I think Waiters, which shout out to Deion Waiters. Uh, Dwight had this like spin move. Oop. Uh, that you know he he was just too fast for Boban at that point, but you kind of just pick your poison a little bit and just hope the pros outweigh the cons when Bobon's on the floor. And uh, Boban had a post up against Jared Dudley earlier in the game, and I just loved every bit of it. I'm like, can I just get this every single possession? Uh, it's just, uh, it's incredible. I love when Boban gets the ball in the post. I, I just get excited every
0: time. Poor Jared Dudley. you got taken advantage of so much in this, <laughs> in this game. Who had the? I think it was Dorian had that blow by against him. And he went straight uh, yeah. to the rack. Uh, man. Uh, Boban. I thought Boban was great. I thought that this is exactly the type of matchup you want. A team that's going to play a center like that. And I hope they play Denver or somebody in the playoffs so we get to see some more, more Boban and playoff. Oh, we need Boban versus Bull bowl I need I need some more Boban and Luca minutes as well too. We weren't going to get that because of the minutes that we talked about earlier, but those two together, I feel like their chemistry is better now because of the bubble, and I yeah. feel like they'll be better on the court together because of it. All they, right,
2: let's hear from they had they had a, a would have been a nice back and forth in the paint that he Luca threw it down yes. to Boban Bo, Bobon. Boban, <laughs> Boban threw it to Luca and then he passed it back to Boban really quick. It was going to be really nice, but it was just too like it just caught Boban off guard. It looked like so. But yeah I'm excited we're gonna see them stagger KP and Luca more so therefore allowing Luca to get a few more minutes with Bobon I think
0: as their minutes increase for sure uh and maybe yeah. maybe this maybe he'll ramp up their minutes a little bit throughout the scrimmages we'll see well when we talk to him before the next scrimmage so uh let's hear from Rick Carlisle before uh, let's hear from Rick Carlisle about Bobon and if Bobon's gonna have a bigger role maybe in the playoffs
1: well, about you know with with Dwight being out um and Willie Culley Stein not being here, um, you know he, he's very much in the mix. And so, uh, and look, coming off what he did in the Denver game, you know, last game of the hiatus, thirty-one to seventeen, uh, he's shown what he can do. Um, so I, I, you know, I, he's definitely a weapon for us, and um, you know, we're going to have to take advantage of what he does. And but there's going to be some unusual matchups, both sides of the ball. Uh, but we're going to have to take advantage of his size uh, on the offensive end, and, and find creative ways to cover him defensively.
0: There you go. So he's in the mix. He didn't want to. Com- Carlisle definitely didn't want to commit to anything. Bobon's still a situational player. Even how much we love Bobon. but all right, coming up, let's talk more about this game. We'll hear from Seth and Luca probably, and then uh, yeah, so much more to get into about this game coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the rest of this game uh okay there were so many reviews in this game for a scrimmage how many times did we were we got a Carlisle challenge for that Seth Curry that, that's a storyline in itself right there that Seth Curry uh, foul on Danny Green's what was it a three or maybe it was a long two but uh, he yeah. barely or it was Quinn Cook I think he barely touched like his knee with his knee and they counted it and he shot the free throws uh there's a it, review like in the last two minutes of the <laughs> of the game they had this long review. Uh, a question was asked to me on hot Mike. Are they still doing the replay center in Secaucus? And I was like, "Man, that's a great question. Are the refs just on their own for these?"
2: They probably have to, I mean, have to be doing the replay center, at, you know, probably like a lower capacity of people, but uh I mean, they were watching the replay thing on the I feel like, well, right? I didn't think about the, I didn't think about the headset part. That's why I wasn't thinking about 'Cause normally you know, refs walk over and put the headset on. They yeah. can talk
0: with you know, so that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just I didn't know about that either. I mean I'm I'm assuming that they could just bring all that to the bubble, right? Can they just do all that stuff straight from there? There's space in the I arena, it's so. not like there's fans and people. I mean, they have
2: all these training rooms. Yeah, but I, I don't with the plexiglass, I don't know how they would is there space for them to slide headphones. No, it's somewhere that? else in the arena, I mean like
0: doesn't have they to just be. radio
2: they just radio down and tell them what the Yeah, what do it on a is, I mean whatever. do it
0: on a radio. Like a
2: <laughs> walkie yeah.
0: talkie, right? Just do it from there. I will say
2: it's crazy how you know easy it was for Seth Curry to you know go over and defend that shot
0: in the corner when he wasn't being held. Hey got him. Got him. All right. Uh Luca talked to the media as well about um, Tonight's game, Luca was in really good spirits. I thought, oh, he was he, man, he, he was excited. <laughs> Luca was excited. He was feeling good. Luca just loves playing basketball. I think getting back on the court was really good for him. Uh, and Isaac, he sees basketball and he shoots. That's what that's what Luca does, and that's what he did tonight. Uh, let's hear from Luca his thoughts on the game, and also he was asked about his wrist as well. So let's hear about Luca. Uh,
1: my wrist fine. That was uh, about four months ago, so right now it's fine. Uh, I didn't get hit there in the first game so for now it's fine and the chemistry is really good you know uh, on the campus we're, we're doing a lot of things together so the chemistry is great
0: that's all you're gonna get from Luca <laughs>
1: <Just> <laughs>
0: short answers and uh, he's gonna tell you it like it is but uh, I think it's it's great that we we've, we've mentioned this a couple times on the pod but if you're new uh, Luca has been a huge chemistry agent for 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 this team he's been texting people let's do this let's do this the you know pickleball spike ball that kind of stuff laying out with porzingis and jj and going to the pool and things like that i mean this is this is where lucas shines right and i hope this becomes a trend at like post bubble right where he becomes the leader and uh he was asked a great question about being a leader later that we'll get to but i thought the chemistry showed up in this game i thought everyone fits in their roles and i just think that this team was uh man they're they're ready
2: yeah, I love hearing Luca talk about chemistry stuff. I think it was uh, JJ Barea who said in one of his media sessions the other day that, you know, he said, hey, you know, Luca's the one who's texting the group and texting the team saying, hey, y'all want to go do this? Y'all want to hang out? Y'all want to uh, do this and do that? And uh, that just shows. I mean, Rick called him uh, the leader of the team, not just the leader on the court, but leader off the court. And yeah, that leads to a, a question that was asked by a reporter in Brazil. Love my Brazilians. Shout out to you guys. And uh, yeah, about him being a leader. And I love Luca's answer to that question.
1: I mean, obviously, it's not just me. You know, we have players uh, that are leaders. You know, you can't just have one leader. Uh, For example, uh, we have JJ Barrea, You know, he's, he's the vet of this team. You know, he knows how to play in the playoffs. So we listen to him all the time. And, you know, we have many of them.
0: Well, no, that's great again. Lucas short sweet to the point, but he mentioned JJ Barea specifically um that he is a leader, he's been in the playoffs, he can show them how it's done. And I think that that was great that he, you know, pushes it on on somebody else. not just pushes it, but gives others credit for being leaders as well. Yeah, I love that. I mean, he accepts his role. I don't want you people to take it that oh, he
2: don't want to accept. No, he he accepts his role as a leader. He wants to be that leader, but just the fact that he I don't even want to say deflected, but gives other people credit that there's multiple leaders on this team, like JJ Perea.
0: Yeah, he said it's not just me, right? He didn't. He didn't say, yeah. "Oh no, I'm not the leader." JJ is. He's like, it's not just me. There's others on this team as well. And he said you have to have multiple leaders on a team. Courtney Lee is definitely a guy that we've talked about that is that for this team. Uh, I think Dwight is, in a sense. I mean, he's the their players' association rep, so there's a sense of leadership from him as well. Um, you know, and I think Jared Dudley is just a leader for the entire. God NBA. bless. <laughs> Get out of here. I do want to ask you this about in, in-game in stuff. Like,
2: what, yeah. what takeaways did you have from that? As I was
0: kind of disappointed they didn't use the screens at all. Carlisle mentioned that after the game. They didn't do – remember, have you seen anything from the Miami game where they had like, – yeah. it's just – it's not virtual fans like Fox Sports is doing. They're doing, like uh, – b-roll footage of fans weird. in games so it's games in but the they, past
2: they make the fans so Huge. big, well because they only have
0: a certain well, portion of the, the stands
2: filmed it's so weird and I, I, I yeah i'm obviously not a fan of that but rick did say that he's like the nba has some tricks up their sleeve still <laughs> for the, and i'm like i'm not gonna lie like for some people be- i don't know if he's saying that thinking for some people they're like oh cool I take that as saying oh, it. Here we go. They're gonna like pull. <laughs> I try think to, it's to pull off something. <laughs> I just at this point, it's weird. It's different, and let's just like lean into that. And like we're, you're them adding screens of people screaming. It that uh, I
0: don't know. But. Have you seen what Fox Sports is gonna do for their baseball games? They're literally adding virtual fans as like sim people. They're they're like CGIing sim people into the stands that's during weird. games and so they'll be able to change like what they wear what they sound like all that kind of stuff they've been promoting that a lot i think they did that on the mavs.com stream uh the mavs.com stream also had like a little light crowd noise underneath which i think is fine like for huh. free throws and things like that but when somebody does a thunderous dunk or like a huge block or something you don't get any reaction it's just the same you know well I,
2: I thought i heard that through the whole game though that could have just been in the arena oh you heard that on the lakers broadcast as well yeah interesting yeah i did see i, I had it a- also lakers broadcast uh i was joking <laughs> with nick about this before but if you guys watch nba tv that was a lakers broadcast yeah i have gotten multiple tweets tonight saying they're such
0: homers yeah, yeah. And i'm like that's no, literally
2: james worthy talking yeah, okay? spectrum
0: sports net it's it's uh it's billy Mack and Stu lance and james worthy as their desk guy and my
2: dad literally texted me. and was like, "I can't take the Lakers <laughs> talk," and I'm like, "Well, it's a Lakers broadcast."
0: But the thing is, though, Lakers fans would say they didn't talk about the Lakers enough. <laughs> oh my gosh! But a classic moment: LeBron trucks Maxi three minutes and thirty three seconds in the, in the left in the first quarter. I, I went and looked it up, and LeBron. <laughs> I mean, and the the announcer says
2: LeBron runs into Luka Doncic. <laughs> And I just lose it. I'm like, no freaking way! And something happens, and like, he didn't know like Maxi's last name, yeah, and then he like it, looked it up, and you just, it was. It'd be incredible. funny if you just heard paper rustling. Like, Where's his name? What's his name? It's like, oh, I gotta correct myself on that. It's not Luca Doncic.
0: It's Maxi Cleaver, and oh, I was done. All right, any parting shots from the la- from the first scrimmage game? Uh, Lakers suck. No, I mean, <laughs> okay, can nah. we talk about that for a second?
2: The Lakers Okay, for sure. Let's just go another twenty minutes. I,
0: as a Lakers fan personally, oh, I'm ready for this. Um, it was a little too much. It was a little too much Dion Waiters for me, (laughs) for (laughs) for my taste. I, I am very nervous about that. I know the minutes weren't normal, and I know Caruso was out. That is way too much Dion Waiters for my liking. If Dion Waiters is gonna stand between the Lakers and making it to like the finals, (laughs) I don't think the Lakers are making the finals. Are you, like, you're obviously picking the Lakers to win it, but are you, like, really confident in their supporting cast? So, the Lakers two? at one time, I know the the lineups were different. It's just like the Mavs. The same thing we said for the Mavs goes for the Lakers as well. They didn't play LeBron and AD in the second half. Yeah. They, one time, played a lineup of uh, J.R. Smith, Deion Waiters, Quinn Cook, Kyle Kuzma, and Dwight Howard. I am not really confident in any single one of those players' decision-making processes. Uh I'm concerned about that. So if that is actually gonna be a lineup they use, I'm concerned. Markef didn't play though. Markeith Morris. So. He was cleared. He was he actually got cleared today, but he or on a Tuesday, but he did, or Thursday, but he didn't play. So
2: yeah, that's And we that's should another know guy. no Michael kidd Gilchrist, no Trey Burke for the Mavericks tonight. Or
0: Michael Carter Williams yeah. for the Mavs. <laughs> but
2: uh now the Mavs get you're you guys are listening to this on Friday. I think Mavericks are practicing today. And as Rick said, they're going to go over uh, fouling and turnovers, two things they need to work on. I think Boban's uh, supposed to talk to us today. And then, yeah, I I don't know if they'll have off on Saturday or not, but they get ready for uh, their game against the Pacers on Sunday, which I actually watched on the Pacers game a little bit
0: today. And Victor was uh, just chucking the shots up. Yeah, Victor doing the same thing. I think every single Mavs fan listening wants them to work on free throws as well. I think we'll never hear the end of working on free throws. Luke goes three of six. Justin Jackson uh, missed one. <laughs> I'm so tired of seeing those tweets. But one missed two. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll preview the Pacers game coming up. They're without Demontis Sabonis, which is massive for them. They're actually without Demontis Sabonis, Miles Turner, and Gogo Batazzi in their in their scrimmage on Thursday so they're just playing TJ Leaf a bunch and that didn't look great for them but alright guys we appreciate you listening all week we'll be back more scrimmages a couple more and then maps basketball right around the corner next week I'm so excited for it to actually mean something to see the full team play out guys thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. peace out boom